Welcome to the Game Changing Health Podcast. I am your host, Gianna Beasley. I am a registered dietitian and certified personal trainer. And I am so excited to have you here because we are going to talk all about how to change the game of your health in ways that are realistic and sustainable. We're going to talk about hot topics. We're going to talk about how to get to the root cause of your health issue and talk about how through nutrition and movement, we can create a life that you love and can live fully. Thanks for joining and let's dive in. When I first start working with new clients or when I'm connecting with people on Instagram, which is where you can find me hanging out most of the time, a big question that everybody has when they're trying to figure out what is going on with their health and with their bodies is where to start. And typically the first place for a lot of people is going to be with labs, but there's a lot of labs out there to request. So how do you know what to do? Well, the good news is I got you. I made a freebie for y'all. It's called Labs to Request Annually that breaks down common labs to request every single year preventatively, and then also some additional categories on additional lab markers that you can request if something doesn't feel quite right with your body, and also what to do if you're not having luck getting those labs done in traditional channels. So be sure to grab that freebie by joining my email list below. The information is below in the show notes, so don't miss out and go grab that. If you have questions on it, slide into my DMs on Instagram. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Game Changing Health Podcast. I'm Gianna, your host, and this week we are going to have another little chit-chat here. So, If I'm being honest, y'all, I am wiped out. (laughs) I am exhausted, and so I figured what better you know, quick episode to have today or to chat about today, other than like kind of how to take care of yourself when you're really getting run down, when things are getting really overwhelming and we're not able to handle them really well. Like how can we navigate that? And so I'm just going to talk through this week, like how I handle it, um, especially as I'm going through it myself right now, where I live in a pretty consistent state of overwhelm. I had someone say today, like do as I say not as I do. And sometimes that is honestly true. We're like, I would never advise people to do half the crazy stuff that I do. Trying really hard not to swear on the podcast because I don't know at what point I get flagged for that. But either way, sometimes I do the weirdest, craziest stuff. And like, I would never advise someone to do that. And in in context, it's usually when I'm in kind of like fight or flight mode myself where I am just trying to survive. And honestly, like, I can understand why other people do things when they're trying to survive that we may not normally recommend because you're literally surviving. And so for me recently, I've been at a point where I am just like feeling super overwhelmed with things. It's really hard for me to kind of function on a daily basis. And it's, it's definitely a combination of being overcommitted to things being under medicated, which I'm trying to work on as well, but it's just kind of a combination of a bunch of different life factors, work factors, um, just like overall, like medication factors, mental health factors. And so basically what I'm getting at is like, I'm at a spot right now where I am feeling a little beat down. I'm feeling a little beat down. And sometimes when we are feeling beat down, it can be really hard to see like the end of the road. It can also be really hard to ask for help. And it can also be really hard to help dig ourselves out of that because at some point we just like shut down entirely. Right. And so I'm like taking a deep breath as I sit here. Cause I'm like, I have got to take my own advice. And so 
if you are someone that's been in this situation, you may have like been able to dig yourself out or maybe you weren't able to dig yourself out and things lasted like way longer than they needed to, right? Like that like downward mood or downward spiral or whatever you want to call it lasted way longer than it needed to. Um, if you are someone that maybe is also going through a really tough time right now and things are just overwhelming and it's a lot, stay tuned. Um, but realistically, I think that my biggest thing is habitually as a human, when I get really overwhelmed with things and when I am struggling with things, I absolutely toss all of my self-care out of the window. I toss it all out the window. I don't focus on myself. I'm focusing on everything else and everyone else and trying to do everything else that I can. And I tell my clients this all the time, like you cannot show up and be the best for everyone else if you are not showing up for yourself. And that is definitely something that I have had to remind myself of recently because I have been in a spot where I am doing so many other things that like my normal self-care routines, like going to the infrared sauna six to seven days a week out the window. I'm like, if I make it once a week at this point, and honestly, like I'll wrap myself out. Half of it is poor time management. Half of it is being overcommitted. Um, and just being like, yeah, I'm going to go later in the day when the reality is I know I'm not going later in the day. I know I'm not, I know that that's not going to happen. I'm not going to make it if I don't go first thing in the morning. And so I think a lot of us habitually as humans, when we get overwhelmed with things or when we're not feeling well with things, a lot of things can go by the wayside. And this may be you, if you just had a baby and you're working on navigating that in your new normal, this may be you, if you have a new job, this may be you, if you um, are working multiple jobs, this may be you, if the job that one job that you are working is literally slowly trying to kill you. It could be if you have a lot of family stuff going on, or you're a caretaker of someone, it can be so many different things that can kind of really drive you a little crazy and drive you away from your normal, like good self self care routines. And so if you're listening to this, I want you to know that you're not alone because I'm right there with you, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that we have to stay here. And part of probably recording this episode today too, is like a little accountability for myself to be like, okay, if I just told all of my podcast friends that I wanted them, AKA you listening to this right now to go and like dig yourself out of this hole, don't fall into this hole and take care of yourself. I need to go do the same thing too, because truly I do for the most part practice what I preach, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, definitely do as I say, not as I do. But aren't we all a little human? You know what I'm saying? So anyway, it's just always that saying of like, if you aren't showing up for yourself, you then cannot show up at your full capacity for someone else. So if you have kids or friends or grandparents or a really high needs job that relies on you a lot, if you are not taking care of yourself outside of those situations, you cannot show up as your best self in those situations. And that is something that just stuck with me for so long now, because I'm like, wow, that is really true. Cause if you are run down and if you are exhausted, you are not going to show up and bring your normal like effort and attention to those situations. And then not only could you maybe make mistakes or mess up, but realistically that's not really fair to you. And it's not fair to anybody else around you. Right. And if the people around you actually care about you and you're in a good situation, if you're not try to leave, but (laughs) the people around you should want you to show up for yourself as your best self, right? They should want you to take some time out of your day or out of your week, whatever it is, to recharge your own batteries so that you can show up better and participate more fully in whatever other situation you're in. And so 
I just kind of figured I would talk about like what my steps are when I find myself kind of avoiding doing the things that I normally do to keep myself afloat. Two really big things that I do very, very regularly and I have done for like the last year. Um, I used to not be a really, I was a big reader when I was a kid, but I was not a big reader through like college for my bachelor's degree, my master's degree, and my internship, because I was having to read so much required like reading for, you know, my, my internship or my classes or whatever it was that I was not reading for fun. And then I literally showed up in 2023 and was like, I read 130 books. <laughs> it was definitely a passion of mine. And it actually developed into part of my self-care routine. And my family makes fun of me because my dad, my dad will like call me and be like, Oh, is it self-care time? And like most of the time I'm like, heck yeah, it is because I have to take care of myself before I can help other people. So with that reading, like making non-negotiable reading time every single day for me is huge. And actually in the month of January, I'm shocked that I still did this, but I read 20 books in the month of January of 2024. Um, and arguably the busiest month I've had in like two years. <laughs> so that being said, I made that non-negotiable time. And I will say that actually was really in like the first like 18 days of January, because I feel like the last like 13 days of January, 12 days, however many days that were left. Um, it was like January 19th that it really went downhill for me for the last few weeks here, but I like made that non-negotiable time originally. And that was helping me keep afloat. So even when I had a lot of other things to do, I had non-negotiable reading time at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. And that is like something that brings me joy. That helps me de-stress. It helps me kind of live in a little alternate world for a little bit and like not think about the stressors that I have in my current world, my real world. Right. And so for me, that was like non-negotiable time. That was great for my stress management and mitigating some of the stress that I was experiencing. Experiencing. Something that I tell clients all the time too, is like, I want you to mitigate stress. Like how can we mitigate the stress that you're experiencing? Cause sometimes we can get rid of stressors and other times we can't, like we cannot do anything else like to remove the stressor. And when we can't remove a stressor, we then want to focus on how can we mitigate this stress so that it doesn't have long-term like systemic implications on our body. So that being said, um, for me, I, I'm putting back in, right? Like I'm in this rut right now. So I'm putting back in my non-negotiable reading time. I will read first thing in the morning, every single day, which then actually pairs with the second thing that I've dropped the ball on that I mentioned earlier in this episode, which was my sauna sessions. My overall inflammation and joint pain is down significantly when I do regularly go to the infrared sauna. I don't like have one in my house. I have like a membership to a place called Perspire Sauna at Perspire. Please sponsor me. Thank you. <laughs> um, but basically I was very used to going six to seven days a week. And I can tell like when I travel or I pause my membership because I get a new tattoo or something where you can't sauna, I can tell like a pretty immediate difference within about five to six days of not going. I'm in more pain. I'm stiffer. I'm more swollen. Like it makes a huge difference for me and my health, um, individually. And so for me, that's one of the greatest forms of self-care that I can do. Like that's like the equivalent. If someone like loves exercise and that is their outlet, the sauna is my outlet. And it's also my time to read. And so something that I'm making and non-negotiables and taking what was or what were, sorry, proper grammar. Remember I was a science major, not an English major. Please don't come at me. However, if anybody wants to prove me my blog posts, let me know. <laughs> but anyway, I, uh, my number one thing or my number one tip, I guess I would say for getting back into a routine when you a routine of taking care of yourself so that you can show up in other areas at your full potential. My number one thing that I would say is figure out what you were doing 
if you still like it, if you still want to do it and proceed that way. So for me, that's my non-negotiable reading time and that's my sauna time. And I'm actually going to combine them because my sauna session is 40 minutes. Um, so I'm going to take an hour and a half out of every morning. Even if I have to wake up a little bit earlier, I'm going to get to that sauna. I'm going to get to reading, um, at least four times a week to start. Ideally, I would like to get back up to six to seven days a week. But for right now, that is what I realistically can do with my schedule and just like with what I am working with. And so that being said, my number one tip is you reflect, reflect on what was working for you at one point before things maybe hit the fan or got really chaotic or overwhelming. What were you doing that brought you joy that you really liked and wanted to keep doing? Um, and if it's something that you want to keep doing, let's add that back in. Let's figure out how we can get that back in. Let's figure out what that looks like and go from there. If you're like, I genuinely cannot tell you something, like, I don't think I ever had anything in place, then flip side of that for you let's start brainstorming. People think that self-care has to be like meditation or journaling, but it doesn't. Self-care can be going to your favorite fitness class. Self-care can be taking a shower in silence. It can be watching your favorite Netflix show in a bubble bath. It can be getting a blowout at your local dry bar, right? Like it can be so many different forms. Self-care ultimately, in my opinion, is something that brings you joy, something that decreases your stress levels because you can relax. That is self-care. It does not even have to be remotely related to movement. It could be getting your nails done. It could be getting a pedicure. It could be having lunch with your friend. It could be as simple as walking and sitting in the park in the sunshine. It can be whatever. Again, it can self-care can be whatever brings you joy and helps decrease your stress levels. And so that is like the biggest thing that I want to drive home of like, in addition to if you don't take care of yourself, you can't really take care of others at your full capacity is you get to choose how you de-stress and how you mitigate that stress. And anything that helps you breathe a little bit easier and brings you some enjoyment, that's self-care. That is self-care. There can be free self-care options. There can be paid self-care options. But at the end of the day, self-care is super important. And I, I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough. And maybe I can like find like a self-care expert or something to bring on the podcast to talk about it more in depth. But truly, that's just like my experience with it. And so realistically, like let's be honest here, with how rundown I'm currently feeling, I'm you might be like, Jana, why are you still recording a podcast? If you're literally telling us that like you're exhausted, honestly, my, my podcast is self-care for me. It's something that I love doing. It's something that comes easy to me. And it's honestly an outlet where like, I just show up as my true self. I mean, I do that on all of my social media platforms. That's just me. Like I'm not going to show up as anything else, but when I get to record my podcast, it's literally time for me just to sit here and chat, whether I'm chatting by myself or chatting with a friend. Um, because when I, when I have like a guest on the podcast, that, that energy, that vibe, it like fires me up. But then when I just sit here with myself, it's honestly a great form of self-care for me because I'm so relaxed right now. And the only thing I'm thinking about is this conversation that I'm having. And for me, that's priceless. So it can be a hobby too. Self-care can be a hobby. It can be knitting. It can be crocheting. It can be embroidery. If you're going to embroidery, will you hit me up? Because I'm trying to make a Mother's Day present. And like, I've been trying for two years and it's not going well. And I need someone to tell me like what I'm doing wrong. But anyway, I feel like I just keep poking myself with a needle. So besides the point here, sorry, sidetracked, you know, like I want to be realistic when I'm feeling this rundown with where I'm at right now is recording a podcast episode, um, or putting my reading time back into my routine and making it a non-negotiable again, but bringing a lot of awareness to it. So I actually execute that or making the sauna a non-negotiable. Is that actually going to help me feel better right away? 
Mm, the answer is probably no. With how run down I am right now, I'm going to probably need a couple weeks of recharging that back up and getting back into a good routine with it to actually feel better. And that's okay. Sometimes that's just where it's at because honestly, I've gone, right? Like if I, if it took me two and a half weeks to tank myself into the ground to feel like as bad as I feel, it's not going to like take two days to pick me back up to where I was. It's going to take a couple weeks of being really intentional with my actions and what I'm doing to get back to where I want to be. And so kind of like a big takeaway, I guess that would say is like, if you've been running yourself down for weeks or months on end, please know that it's going to take some time to get yourself back up to a better spot. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't start trying to do that. Because in six months, you could be way better and you could be in a great spot mentally, physically. You could be on top of the world. You could be crushing it because you started. Even if it's not pretty, even if it's not great, even if you don't totally know what you want to do to feel better, but you just start doing something, that's better than not doing anything at all. Because in six months, if you do nothing at all, you're just actually probably going to be worse off. The same, if not worse. So all just good things to think about. But really for this week's episode... I'm really big on trying to keep an episode week, but also to provide some value. But also I was talking to someone recently and I think that something, and maybe I could talk about this in another episode if I remind myself, someone else reminded me that I said this, maybe I do that all the time where I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this because I like think about it while I'm recording and then I never remember what I said. Oh, my brain sometimes. But something that someone said to me recently was like, part of what makes a podcast like unique to someone is is them is their story is how they're feeling and i was joking to someone recently i was like i swear to god the random stuff that happens to me i wish i had like a reality tv show just so i could catch this stuff happening like who the heck stands up like getting out of bed and rips the ligaments on their ankle how in the world does that actually happen and so sometimes i'll just be storytelling my regular life and i'm like I like feel like I want to talk about this, but I don't know if people would want to listen. But at the end of the day, it's my podcast. So if I want to talk about it, I can talk about it. And so today I didn't want anything to be super crazy or super long. Some of my podcast episodes are so long because they're so jam-packed with knowledge. But today I honestly just wanted to have a really honest chat with y'all about like where I'm at right now and how I'm going to plan to get out of it because I know that I can't be alone in this. I feel like I felt every single day of January, keeping in mind this podcast is coming out the first week of February. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this. I'm sure somebody can. I feel like I felt every single day of January down to my dang core, like painfully down to my dang core. It was so much. And so that being said, <laughs> that being said, um, it's one of those things that I'm like, okay, I, I wanted to share this because it just resonated with me this week. It was on my heart this week. And honestly, there are probably going to be more episodes like that, um, where I'm just going to share more of me and my life and how different things are impacting my health and what I'm doing to work through them. Because I think part of the beauty of also working with people and, um, I actually asked some clients recently what they would say is like unique about working with me and their answers literally made me cry, but they were along the lines of like, I'm approachable and I'm realistic and I'm very honest and like, I am a girl's girl at heart. And so I will always root for you, but I'm also really honest about like, you be honest with me and I will be honest with you. We are two humans in this experience together. And like, I think it's so unrealistic to just think that you never are going to see the human side of a professional that you're working with, especially in a one-on-one -on -one, like private practice space. Like part of what makes me a great clinician is the fact that I 
have experienced a lot of these things. So I can, you know, there are tons of great healthcare providers that haven't experienced what I've experienced that have been amazing and wonderful. Right. And they still have that empathy. So you don't have to go through something yourself to have empathy for a situation in a healthcare setting to help someone else with it. But at the same time, not only am I qualified and knowledgeable, like, um, I also was told recently that I need to be more confident and like shouting myself out because I try to like hide. So hello, I would like to say that I, I'm getting more confident in the fact that I can say that like, I am very qualified. I'm highly educated. I pursue continued education regularly to bring the best care to my patients or clients that I possibly can. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to be more proud of myself for that. But I also can really relate on a very personal level to a lot of things that people go through. So I've decided to bring that vibe to the podcast in 2024 and just continue sharing more of my life and how I work through things. And if you like that, or if it resonates with you and you want to work with someone that is really honest about where they're at and how they're working through it to help you work through it as well. I'm your girl. Sign into my DMs. Let's chat. Specifically, I feel like I've gotten a lot of conversations lately about GLP-1 medications and working through that side of things where like people get prescribed GLP-1 medications and they don't really get any guidance. Um, but you don't necessarily want to sign up for a one-on-one coaching commitment. So I am offering one-time consults now so we can talk about the GLP-1 usage. But outside of that, if you just want to talk about anything in general, slide into my DMs. We can just chat. I probably will voice memo you back if I'm being honest, um, because it's easier and quicker for me to respond that way, but slide into my DMs. If you related to anything in this episode or anything you've heard in the podcast and you just want a safe place to talk about it, my messages are always open. Slide into my DMs. I hope to see you there. But at the end of the day, I genuinely appreciate any of you guys that have been listening to this and I am happy to chat about any of this further if you want. But if you're someone in a similar situation with me right now, I hope that you take the steps to feel better. Um, and until the next episode, hope you guys stay happy and healthy and avoid getting run down. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot tell y'all how much I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart for being here and tuning in to the podcast. If you have a second, you can scroll and leave a rating and review for the podcast. It helps me help more people like you. And I would really, really appreciate it. If you have any questions on this episode or any other episode you've listened to, just as a reminder, come find me on Instagram. I'm at dietitian.gianna. It is linked down below in the show notes as well, but please come connect with me on Instagram. If you have questions, if you need help, let me know and I'm happy to help.